Hello, welcome back to the Jack Osborne podcast. And today I will be talking about COVID-19, or it is known as the coronavirus. It's not going to be a great podcast, really, to, if you came here for entertainment, because for entertainment value, this doesn't have it. This podcast is about how dangerous this disease is. And by the way, I am not going to be sugarcoating anything about the coronavirus. I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm not aiming to scaremonger. But now, as the Prime Minister Boris Johnson said, this is a public health crisis of a generation. And I think we need to get the facts right for a start in this podcast. Really, I I wanted to bank what the media have been saying because I think the media is very poison and. They do scaremonger quite a lot. They're quite known for it, especially recently with Brexit. They used to scaremonger like, say we're all going to be homeless sort of thing, and Brexit is happening. We're still in our homes sort of thing. But other than that, this is a serious crisis for the world, and Britain now cases are rising. Obviously, the UK cases is 1,104, 140, sorry, active cases with 21 deaths. And where I'm from, the Cofidi County Borough area, we have got seven active cases. We don't know where, I don't know, like, I think three of them are one household anyway, but we don't know where and how they got this virus. Without further ado, I'm going to move on now to how the virus started. It's believed, obviously, the virus has started in China, in the city of Wuhan. It's, it started in a university campus. It's believed that the, the student who actually has the virus, or the patient zero, Caught it from in soup, which contains a bat, bat soup. And clearly now this has opened up a debate whether the food in China is actually safe and the market they're buying from. Because if you ever look at pictures of these food markets in China, where they do street food, they do sell food, it's, it's kind of like a, a, the best way to describe it, it's kind of like a less cleanly, clean version of, Borough Market in London. That's one way I can put it. And in China, they do. They are quite known for eating all sorts. They eat animals you don't even like. We even think about eating like dogs, cats. They eat stuff like that. Bats, snakes. They eat centipedes. A big centipede. They well in China. That's that's a. I'm not going to say level, but I think levels about is the wrong word. I think that's the lifestyle they live in China, where they just eat anything. And clearly these um, markets, if you have a look at some photos, they, the food, a lot of it is on the floor at times. And clearly is a very populated country. Rats are around these markets because there's like you're always you're never too far from a rat 
and yeah these markets are not clean at all and when this student who is allegedly carrying the coronavirus um had a bat soup and then then on it just happened it just started spreading through wuhan university then it spread through the city then it spread through the country but the problem was for China, the which they struggled with, was containing the disease. Quite clearly, the containment has failed because the times where big diseases spread, they mutated into airborne, like the Black Death of the Middle Ages. We have Spanish flu, which is the first one you can really see travel affected a disease, the 1920s. Spanish flu, which is straight after the First World War that hit. And then now obviously people travel more. We've got a lot of exchange students coming to the United Kingdom and America and Europe from Wuhan. And I think Cardiff got a few students from Wuhan. And yeah, it's, it's easier to travel now, which is the scary thing. China should have closed their borders. Earlier, I, I feel they should have done it a lot earlier. And it, it could have contained the spread a little bit. It wouldn't, because obviously the second worst country now with the disease is South Korea. And there's all this thing about this church. I think the founder of this church is going down for manslaughter charges or murder charges because basically in his own hands he spread the virus. And yeah, basically, China should have done a little bit more in my eyes. It took them a while. It, it started in end of November, I think, if I'm correct. at the end of November, early December, this epidemic in Wuhan. And yeah, it just, they, they didn't respond until towards the end of January to it. And I think the government in China, the president, was just really slow. It was very... And this is when you got to that point when you were two months into an epidemic in your country and then you make your responses. That's when you realise the spread's going to happen, that it's too late. There's a lot of people, a lot of people from Britain work in China and it's not great for it. It is just not great how all this spread and it has become a disaster in a sense of public health crises and then it did go a little bit contained in February, we had a few cases here and there in Europe and then towards the end of February Italy was badly hit with it, which now if you think about today Italy's in complete lockdown, They'll, the only thing they're allowed to do is go to the shops or go to the doctor, that's all they're allowed to do in Italy. It's not like Wuhan where you weren't allowed to leave your house or your flat wherever you live. It was completely locked down. And yeah, it's just Italy just was really hit. It was the northern prov provenance, which really see Milan is the big city in those area, Venice. 
and it, and it had, and that was like the start of the beginning of the end of sport. It's when the virus hit Italy. Obviously, Serie A, two Champions League matches had to be cancelled because teams just couldn't compete. It was just too. It's it's too dangerous, and obviously, in international Milan, into Milan. Who was in one of the worst parts of Italy with it in the north? Had to cancel a few Europa League games and league matches. Obviously, Juventus, uh, Turin, they were playing, and that had to be cancelled a few weeks ago. And Italy now is, is not, they closed down the entire north of Italy, no matter what. They closed it down, they put it under lockdown, but it's still spread into Central and South Italy. And I think there's only one or two cases in Sicily, if I'm correct. But Italy now they've... Oh me, sorry. There's 21,157 total cases in Italy at the moment. And within 24 hours... 3,497 new cases. That's the biggest rise in Italy, that is. And this this is now why the country's in lockdown. People are stuck. Nationals of Britain, USA, Germany, France, who are just out there, are stuck and in lockdown. And obviously now Italy has got a very high death percentage. They are the second with the most deaths. They got 1,441 deaths. That's 175 new deaths. That is in a day. Because obviously when I'm reading it on, I'm seeing where the new cases and new deaths come. It is based on today or the past 24 hours until the release time. But... That's 21,157 total cases. 17,750 active cases. As well, we got look at the recoveries. Italy is very low in recoveries compared to a lot of the countries. Italy basically has only 109. 1,966 total recoveries and basically total cases of the 1 million population based off that is 349 cases out of 1 million of the population that is that's high that is dangerously high and yeah Italy is not just the only one. We can go into the Middle East now and think Iran. I think was Iran was like one of the first countries that had the high-profile politician get infected with the disease, and Iran's with got over twelve thousand active cases and new cases. The one thousand three hundred and sixty-five at and this time with six hundred and eleven deaths. And now that's 97 deaths in the past 24 hours they've suffered with. Like I said, I'm not sure if you're in this at all. 
but they do have a, a, a very, I'd say, high recovery rate. We've got 4,339 recoveries. That will leave 7,779 active cases. And yeah, but then on the news yesterday, there was an image taken from a helicopter in Iran which sees them digging trenches for bodies because they know that a peak is coming for the country. They have actually, actually got to deal with the bodies, mass burials, that's what they need to do. And I think a lot of Iran are Muslim and they got to basically respect the religions and do the 24-hour burials, which they do. And I think mass burials has been thrown into a trench, your body, and buried is what they've got to do. And yeah, and obviously now we're going to just look into Europe a little bit. There's 6,000 cases in Spain. They got new, new cases of 811 with 191 deaths. And today, Spain is going to be going into lockdown from Monday. Or from sun, from Sunday. is either Monday or Sunday. I'm not 100% sure I should have researched that. But they will be going into lockdown very soon. It'll be similar to Italy. The only things you can go to are shops and to embassies and to sort of doctors if you need to. France that's got over four near near enough four hundred five hundred cases four thousand five hundred cases. And France has actually suspended a lot of stuff, same as mass gatherings. They can't have nothing more than a thousand people in a mass gathering. Germany has got over four thousand cases. America, which I'll be looking into very shortly, I'll come back to them. Switzerland is got is very similar to Britain on cases wise. They've got two hundred more cases in it. Which in Switzerland are dealing with this virus very well because we don't really hear a lot of what's going on in Switzerland. It's one of the safe countries to just still live in at the moment. It's still quite weird. Obviously, with travel restrictions now, Switzerland has been posed. They are still trying to protect the people. They're quite known for doing that as well. The way they, obviously, I'm just going to waffle into something else now. The way the country's built, which I found is an interesting fact. The way they built towns and cities in the country is to be protected from invasions, which is kind of cool. The way they, dis in the mountains, the way they disguise rifle areas if the Nazis invaded in the Second World War very well and they're very hard to spot. But back to COVID-19. Yeah, then well, I'm just going to just dive into Britain. Actually, before that, I'm going to go into the Diamond Princess, which is a cruise ship in Japan. It was grounded. It had coronavirus on it. There's 696 active cases. Seven people died on the Diamond Princess with 325 total recoveries and it's still over 300 active cases. It's 
which is in serious critical condition. But what my issue was with the Diamond Princess is that they let the Americans go and not the British. It took a while for the British people to go. And we did lose a British national who was getting treat, treatment in Japan. We did lose one and our thoughts and prayers are with his family. But that's the issue I feel. I didn't I thought either governments didn't do enough to get the British out. And obviously there's a lot of debate around Boris Johnson moving the phase up from um what's it called contain to delay and stuff he said he said we're gonna lose loved ones which he is I gotta be brutally honest so much people hate theory he is right we are gonna lose loved ones and the fact I think as well I might jumping up the diamond princess I'll be jumping back into it is another thing he said actually I think it was Paul Valen if I'm correct that's his name was the chief scientific officer anyway for herd immunity he said 60% of the population in the United Kingdom will need to contract the virus and when I seen this I did the maths the total population of the United Kingdom is 66 million and if 60% of the population gets infected that's 40 million people infected. The coronavirus has a mortality rate of 1%. That's 400,000 people who are going to lose their lives. And Boris Johnson's speech is very much well, well criticised. A lot of people side it. A lot of people are against it. But I th I'm going to dive back into Diamond Princess, but I don't think he did enough with the Diamond Princess and the Foreign Office. It took about two weeks for him to come home and then it was chucked straight into quarantine in Merseyside, in Wirral. And honestly, I think the Diamond Princess, the way the government dealt with it, the Japanese government as well, does not forget the Japanese government's involvement in getting the British out was poor. It wasn't thought out. It was careless, it was reckless and a lot more people could have lost lives and yeah it was just such a shambolic thing to do that was while the americans got their people out straight away britain like left them there for too long and a lot of active cases came from there a lot of them are still in China, japan sorry the diamond princess literally had more cases than a lot of countries in the world. And that's how that's what I mean, how shambolic that was dealt with. And obviously now I'm gonna just talk about Britain at the moment. Obviously we've got one thousand and four one hundred and forty cases. We have got a death toll of twenty one at the moment. But if you are worried about us. We have got quite a low recovery rate at the moment of 18. With 20 people in 
critical condition and due to this. And I think really the way Britain has got about it, we've got to carry on. That's one way we can live our life in this unpredictable world. The chief science officer said we may peak within 10 to 14 weeks. And it is a scary thought. We may not even hit a peak. We, it might start dying down, but that's a big doubt, if I've got to be honest. It's going to peak this. And it is a scary thing. And I think with Britain now, we've got... Obviously, we're four countries into a United Kingdom, obviously. The cases look worse with us. It's similar with the United States, with having 50 states. It is, it is scary. And the way this is spread is spreading like wildfire. There's no way about it and there's no way stopping this at the moment. Obviously, Canada is dealing with this very well at the moment. They are looking for... I see on Twitter they had started researching into a, a cure and it, it is going well. They're really looking after their patients. And same goes with Italy. They, they, how bad the Italians get it. From the point where they had two cases in Italy, because two cases happened in one, two announced at the same time, the government already acted on it. They started calling a national emergency. It was, they did the right thing. And this is what issues I have with Britain. The four-phase plan, it is a great idea, but I think it's not going to get executed properly. The NHS is very much stretched at the moment, and it's not just... And it's just not just the coronavirus stretching it. I think what people need to do now, stop going to hospitals, with pointless things like earaches. You go see a doctor, you go to a pharmacy with your prescription and they'll give you stuff for it. Serious earache, which is running the risk of going deaf, fair enough, go to a hospital because you might, the hospital might be the only people who can help you. But going in on stupid things, it's just not fair on a on a health service which is naturally stretched anyway, which is in 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 doubt at times of certainty of their livelihood, these doctors and nurses. They don't need stupid stuff on top of coronas of the coronavirus. Yes, I was in hospital last week or the week after the week before was glandular fever, but that was blocking my wind near enough blocking my windpipe. So I had to be in hospital on treatment. For a few nights. But I phoned a doctor before that. Got my medical advice. Told to go to a hospital. And I did. So I didn't do it for pointless stuff. You need to do the same. Because you are stretching the health service more. Going in with just little things. And yeah. I would say that's pretty much how the NHS needs to be treated properly. And I've got another opinion on panic buying at the moment. I know it's a scary thing, this coronavirus. It is spreading fast. 
out of 66 million it's only 140 140k too we need to remember that the sales of toilet roll hand sanitizer biscuits even you can't even grab it i know i'm it's gonna sound like a joke I went into Morrison's earlier and they couldn't get rich for biscuits. Madness and I saw a woman with four packs of cookies, two packs of bourbons, and about six packs of custard creams in her trolley, along with two eighteen pack of toilet rolls, about twenty hand sanitizers. This is not a joke. I'm all for making little jokes about the coronavirus don't get me wrong it takes the edge away it's scary enough and twitter it can be a bit of an escapism a little bit at times and reddit don't get me wrong i'm all for for it but the panic buying if you want to stop the spread don't go mad with hand sanitizers don't buy 20 bottles at times so the person behind you can't have any if you want to stop the spread let other people get what they need to protect themselves and obviously that that's what i've got to say about it and i think planet buying is very much i think something britain's quite known for especially when it snows and i just feel that it could be it could be limited more now i think we need to get people in certain aisles of these stores staff who just to make sure when these aisles go mad it can be controlled and how stupid that sounds if you want to stop the virus let other people buy what they need to stop it and i just gonna move on to america finally now because i told said this is gonna be about half hour or so podcast and i think america was another country that's slow has acted a bit more now compared to Britain. They have imposed a travel ban on Europe and now they've just today they just added Britain and Ireland to the travel ban which will come into effect Monday for us. And I think America they have got a number of cases, if I am correct. I think it's kind of to be honest. They have two thousand four hundred and ninety nine cases. Obviously, I looked at it, that's 252 cases a day. That's 55 deaths they suffer from. And within a day, they have six new deaths. 49 of those people recovered with still active, so with active cases of 2,395. 10 of them in serious and critical condition. With 7.5% of the pop- of the 1 million population staff infected and clearly this I think Trump is, is he's, he's trying to deflect I think the blame of how slow he responded to this even he's in blaming the last administration he's in, he's in blaming Obama for this and he's thinking we need to pull the country together. It's, it's, it is madness, America. Some of the reactions to this is. And I think with the travel ban, they have done the right thing. They've got to protect their people. I know today they had the first confirmed death in the state of New York. 
but because they they need to understand though, I think Trump really needs to understand he can't take can't carry on blaming other people. He needs to take the blame himself on his decision making. As we know, this is a global pandemic from by the WHO. And the epidemic has started in America. But I just don't feel that Trump is ready for this. The same with Boris Johnson. I don't think anyone's ready for this. But keeping cool is going to be Trump's issue, I, I really reckon. I think Boris would be more cool. Like, keeping his head cool and all that. Keeping keep it staying mellow, not showing signs. Trump today's speech was quite arrogant, I thought. And I think he thought, nothing's going to get me. And I just really think that this is just horrible, the way the Americans are dealing with this. I think some things they're doing right, don't get me wrong, but I think the government is really just dealing with it so badly and pathetically. And, yeah, and that's how I feel about America. I'm going to dive into a little bit now of um, Boris Johnson's speech about government advice. I'm just going to repeat some of the stuff he said. If you have a cough or showing signs of symptoms, coughs, high temperature, obviously it's a new phone cough, you never had this cough before, take reasonable precautions and stay away from work and self-isolate yourself. I know a little bit that might be a booze because we can. I've seen the memes on Twitter. It is quite funny, and the memes are going to be true. A lot of people are going to abuse it, but obviously now this is spreading because where I work, I work in hospitality. My manager actually had a little talk with all the staff individually, saying if you've got any persistent coughs, stay away from the place for a week. And you need to you need to stay away from where you work where you go, what sports you do, whatever, even if you go to the pub just to play darts, stay away, because it's not fair on everyone else if you go in. If you have been abroad, in a country which has got high infection rates, make sure you self-isolate for 14 days, because you never know, symptoms can have a latency period, which can show very, very late, late, Sorry, late. I'm saying late a lot. Sorry. <laughs> Can show late signs. And they reckon 14 days is a reasonable amount. So if that's the case, self-isolate for 14 days. Quarantine yourself. Make, just make sure you've got plenty of stuff in the house. Just don't panic, right? Because you will not allow to step outside your front door. You can go to your back garden, but don't step outside your front door. And I think as well that schools are staying open at the moment. I know there's a lot of debate very much around it. I will be coming back to do a longer podcast with someone else on the coronavirus. I've had two opinion debates about it, which will be interesting. Schools are... This is how I feel with schools. They're only staying open, I think, because a lot of the emergency service staff need to be in a sense, they need to not be interrupted, and I think a lot of them need to stay in work. It's a wrong decision, keeping the schools open, I think it's a little bit, but I can see a little bit of another side to it. I might get slaughtered in the comment section on YouTube on this. 
but I can see why schools are staying open. I don't agree with it completely, but schools are staying open. And I think finally as well, just wash your hands. If you touch your face, wash your hands again. Do everything to stay hygienic as much as you can. Just stay clean. Keep your hands clean. Just be fair to everyone else. Also, this is back to panic buying. Hand sanitizer is something we all need at the moment. Don't buy about 20 bottles. Let other people have it. Because if you want to stop the spread, give other people chances to wash their hands to stop the spread. And clearly that's, that's pretty much how I, what I'm going to say to about the coronavirus at the moment. It is scary. Don't get me wrong. But the old war poster says, keep calm and carry on. Stay safe, guys, and thank you for listening to the podcast.